Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway. Like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello all, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu from Rusty Quill Gaming and the host and director of Enthusiasm. Today, I'm here to tell you about The Program. The Program audio series is a science fiction anthology podcast set in a world where money, state, and God are fused into a single entity. Every episode is a standalone story featuring ordinary people inhabiting this extraordinary world. And for them, it's not the future that is terrifying, but our present. The program is sometimes funny, sometimes poignant, but it is always smart. Find out more about the program at www.rustyquill.com or www.programaudioseries.com or search for the Program Audio Series wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have fun and enjoy the episode. And welcome to the Rusty Quill Gaming Podcast. I am your host and facilitator, Helen Gould. And welcome back to our playthrough of The Quiet Year. With me today, I have... Ben Meredith. Bryn Monroe. Lydia Nicholas. Maddie Searle. Excellent. Right. Well, we are still playing The Quiet Year. This is episode two. And we are in spring where we have lots and lots of questions Ah. to answer. We've established so much. We've got this wonderful, exciting map full of stuff, but not much has happened yet. Yes. I'm interested to see, like, how the seasons go and how we develop things. But we're back round to the start of, of of our round. Ben, could you draw another card from the spring deck? Spring, yes. I drew the Eight of Hearts. Um, An old piece of machinery is discovered, broken, but perhaps repairable. What is it? What would it be useful for? Or an old piece of machinery is discovered, cursed and dangerous. <laughs> How does the community destroy it? Mm. I think we find... Oh, okay. I'm going to go with the first one. Okay. Um, It is... Okay, I'm going to describe this as we, the players, would understand it. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that necessarily the community would understand it as such. Mm-hmm. Um, We find a control panel secreted in the wall of the hole. <gasps> oh, what does it control? I think that it is the control panel for the drill <gasps> which made the hole, which is one can only assume sitting at the bottom of the hole. So oh. like we could bring it up, we could make it deeper. What could what could happen? Who knows? So yeah. So that's it. We find like a, yeah, just a broken control panel. It is the control panel for the drill. It's useful because it could make the drill do stuff. And who, who knows? Gosh. Uh, yeah. Nice. Okay. And then I can hold a discussion, start a project, or discover something new. Well, both my cards have been kind of discovery anyway. So I think I am going to start a project. Uh, which actually I think there is going to be a faction uh, like probably well, like the group of people who are interested in the paste and what it does and, and how it exists and like they're interested in the whole they're going to try and get this this fixed does the drill do something that makes it easier to get paste so like is you've said that the hole the hole is very deep 
is it something where once you manage to make it work, let's say it, the first couple of times you press it, it sputters and some extra paste comes out of a hole. And so you want it to then work and produce more paste or you want to go really deep and you want to explore? I, I would yeah. like, I think that the, the project is going to be started by people who just want to find out. Like they don't know. They're like, this is important. This is interesting. We found this. Like we want to get it working again, and they don't necessarily know what it's going to do. And then I guess like now we have. I'm going to put six weeks on this because obviously it's a complex thing, and we can find out what it does maybe by using it as fodder for the cards. Mm, okay. So basically, they're going to fix it, press the button, and maybe something good will happen. Maybe something bad will happen. <laughs> so that, that, that means that uh, when you say control panel, I'm assuming something sort of electronic, which means there are people in here who have knowledge and capable of working with electronic systems, and therefore that gives us a bit of a time frame to, and a uh, sense of who we are as a community potentially too. Maybe. I don't know. Yes or no. Who knows? They might be puzzling it out. Okay. Green wibbly bit goes with brown wibbly bit. I mean, maybe it's all run by magic rather than electronics. Yeah. I guess Ooh, that is that. still to be decided. Yes, yeah, so I'm comfortable leaving it sure. um, yeah. uh, liquid at the moment. Fair, fair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it. No, sorry. It's also, all it's hydraulics. A, it, oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. It is. Okay, no, yeah, absolutely. It's all liquids. <laughs> it's hydraulics. Yeah. Fabulous. Mm. Nice. Cool. Shall I draw a card? Yes. Lydia, please draw a card. Woo. King of Hearts. A young boy starts digging in the ground and discovers something unexpected. What is it? Or oh, no. an old man confesses to past crimes and atrocities. What has he done? Ooh, goodness. I think that I, I kind of I want to align with things that we've already established quite a bit. I think. The young boy is digging on the moor. Maybe he's trying to dig up some eggs or something. I don't know. Something lays eggs, eggs. on a moor. Turtles? I don't know. They crawl up. <laughs> they lay their eggs there. <laughs> oh. I don't know. The sky turtles. I don't know what, what you find on a moor that you dig up. <laughs> he's digging on a moor, okay? They might be growing nesting birds. Yeah, like, like a puffin, but on a moor uh, where they dig deep and there's eggs anyway he's digging he doesn't find eggs because that wouldn't be surprising instead he finds bones oh and i'm gonna add something to what ben was saying or the figures on the moor that they are unusually Uh. tall and the bones that he finds are of a strangely long hand so there is a oh, I like hint it. that there is some kind of connection. So it's it's as if an animal burrowing has sort of taken an arm, a very old, or like dug it up and then sort of taken it away to, to bury. So it's a partial skeleton of a strangely long uh, figure. So I would say that there is conversation. I realise that I've kind of mixed the two in that there is clearly some kind of atrocity or something has happened. No, that's okay. It yeah, doesn't no. have to be an atrocity for some... Well, like, yeah, some bones. Could have died of natural causes. Yeah, just like... Yeah, yeah and had his arm ripped off naturally. Um, yeah. there sometimes is, that yeah, happens. We sometimes it does. It's true. <laughs> just walking down the street and boom. <laughs> Your arm falls off. <laughs> and anyway, so there are rumours around the campsite that there have been horrible crimes and murders on the moor. And people are afraid, I will say. Aww. That is what was... Maybe that's too expected. But anyway, it wasn't an egg. That's what matters. Okay. I'm going to... Rather than turning that into something that people could, like, you know, t- turn into a resource. I don't want a bone resource. I'm I'm going to start a project <laughs> which is just uh, building some irrigation to, like, I want to plant some potatoes in the dry riverbed. I think that... Oh, lovely. You know, I just just wanna just wanna do that. Give it four, five weeks. People think five weeks, five weeks. I, I think like you could probably do it shorter than that. I mean, if you've really? got people yeah, yeah. doing it full time every day, yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's going to be tiring. But Diggy, dig, dig. digging ditches, I'd say yeah. two or three weeks probably. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All the people that don't have the skills to do the electronics stuff or the hydraulics stuff, 
and mm. the more complicated repairing work are roped into digging. So I'm going to say it's a two-week irrigation project, which will then be, by the time it gets around to my turn again, probably be followed by a potato planting project. We're going to have Yay. potatoes for dinner in about eight weeks. That is a lovely thing to look forward to. Uh, Maddie, please draw a card. Alrighty. Uh, there we go. So I've got the six of hearts and oh. the two prompts are, are there children in the community? If there are, what is their role in the community? Or how old are the eldest members of the community? What special needs do they have? Hmm. I think that there are children in the community and I think since we've just established that we're starting to plant crops, I think they are um, probably helping with the the agricultural kind of side of things and maybe they can, come to, when it comes to planting the potatoes, they can run along the little ditches with their little feet and plant all the little seeds in. Aww. And uh, yeah, and I think um, the adults in the community would be keen to keep them away from the forest and the moor so putting mm. them in the, the dried riverbed is probably a safer place <laughs> okay <laughs> let's look forward to those flash floods yep <laughs> <laughs> and the repair of the ruins is only one week away from completion <gasps> so hmm, I would like to I would like to hold a discussion on what should we do about the the bone that was found on the moors <laughs> mm. we should rebury it it's nothing to do with us hide it never speak of it again well there could be really interesting archaeological information to do with it if we find out about a civilization that's gone before we could we could learn from them we should hold on to it because if we need to deal with the strange figures on the moors, it will probably form some sort of mystical connection to them. We think we should measure the bones and try and work out how large this creature is by extrapolating from the bones that we already have. I think that uh, I'm going to mark a contempt because I think that we're fiddling with things we should not be fiddling with. Whether you're considering studying it, don't fiddle with it. No fiddling. Put back. <laughs> Shut up. Leave alone. At this point, I would like to point out, I think we've got maybe three kind of factions developing. We've got the elders, Bryn, who are doing the path. We've got, like, the people who seem to be obsessed with the paste. <laughs> and then we've also got this kind of... There's always been an element of sort of like, like you said, Bryn, like a mystical, witchy kind of thing going on. I think there's a few overlapping Venn diagrams because there's people will have some mm. opinions on those issues, yeah. Yeah. but they might not necessarily all slot neatly alongside. So some people who are obsessed with the paste might also be obsessed with dealing with the people that live in the forest and also want to hide the bones because they think that it's like something we shouldn't meddle with but they would agree that we want to I don't know like oh yeah I mean they're not necessarily exclusive but um, I just wanted to point out those are th yeah, yeah. three trends that I have seen cropping <laughs> up <laughs> um, oh it's my go mm. oh I have the three of hearts someone new arrives who or two of the community's younger members get into a fight what provoked them? Ooh, I want to go with the people having a fight. Cool. And I think that two teenagers got into a fight because one of them was trying to make the other one go onto the spooky moors and they didn't want to go. <laughs> and now they have fallen out and had some fisticuffs. <laughs> because I think that the teenagers of this community are... Going, uh, uh, they're at that age where they're daring each other to do silly yeah. things. <laughs> and then for my action, I would like to... I'm going to start a project doing further excavation on the moors to see if there are other bones. <gasps> mm. Nice. And I'm going to make that project... We'll give it four weeks. 
I should say that the irrigation has now, the project has finished, so I'm going to draw irrigation channels. Uh, the path Lovely. project is finished as well. And the ruins are repaired, so I'm just going to draw a little roof on top of the, uh, on the, on the castle. <laughs> Everything's coming up Millhouse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. There's like the castle and now it's got a little tent on top. <laughs> I am a better castle. <laughs> so much better. Excellent. So then do we want to add some things to our resources? Because completing projects can alleviate scarcity or make an abundance of something. Well, we've got an abundance of growing things water now. We've got an abundance of watered, fertile land. And yeah, roots. I think the the path as well was supposed to make it easier to access drinkable water. So I guess, okay. I don't know if that's an abundance now, but it certainly alleviated a scarcity. The idea was is that the uh, where the brook comes off the moor is the best place to get drinkable water, that maybe when it passes through the dunes, it picks up some, you know, sand or silt or whatever. And so that we've now got, you know, less scarce drinking water. Okay. So, shall we say water is just no longer scarce? Like, it's neither abundant Mm. or scarce? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, it feels like we've got good drinking water and good irrigation water now, so it might even have become abundant, to be honest. Because we've got, we've had two projects that have increased our access to water, in a sense. Okay. What do you think? Water abundant or water no longer scarce? Well, it was, wasn't another resource fertile land, and that was what Lid was targeting. Oh, uh, that's true. That's a good point. Okay. So just no longer scarce, yeah. 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 And fertile land also no longer scarce. Yeah, yeah I get, they both tick up a stage or whatever. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay, I've noted that down. Bryn, it's your go. The Nine of Hearts. A charismatic young girl convinces many to help her with an elaborate scheme. What is it? Who joins her endeavours? Start a project to reflect. Or a charismatic young girl tries to tempt many into sinful or dangerous activity. <laughs> Why does she do this? How does the community respond? Mm. Uh, so I'm going to say a charismatic young girl who is an apprentice to one of the witches convinces uh, many of her peers that the paste is going to improve the prospects of growing food and so the project and the scheme is to lace the irrigation channels in the newly opened uh, farmland with the mystic the mystic paste oh boy what happens mm. that that's the scheme uh, so the people who are joining her are other young people including some other of the uh, younger apprentice mystics start a project to reflect it so that that forces my second turn action which is the project is to lace the irrigation channels with paste so we don't know what's going to happen yet i think that's my reading of how that works yeah how long do you think it should take yeah i'm thinking probably two or three weeks for this one I think two weeks you're only pasting up some channels it's not yeah (laughs) all right (laughs) okay we'll call it we'll call it a two okay i'm going to mark a contempt because um, i'm on the side of not i mean this is terrible i was pimped into this by the card i would not have chosen this myself (laughs) i think i'm i think i've been kind of playing the sort of scientific curiosity mark but i think this is delving into sort of unethical scientific practice (gasps) where people are being fed crops that have possible properties to them now that are (laughs) gonna be Interesting. Uncanny. <laughs> Indeed, I, I yeah. definitely feel like I'm now kind of playing the f*** around and find out factions. So <laughs> I'm, I'm chill with this. <laughs> well, on that note, Ben, it's your go. I drew the Ace of Hearts. Ooh. What group has the highest status in the community? What must people do to gain inclusion in this group? Or are there distinct family units in the community? If so, what family structures are common? I'm going to go for the first one, and I think it is the mystical community, because I think we have been discussing a bunch about them, and they seem to be in in ascendancy. Uh, Mm. What must people do to gain inclusion in this group? Oh, they need to imbibe the paste. (laughs) (laughs) Hazing, initiation. Spooky paste. Spooky paste. (laughs) 
Have a taste. <laughs> That's the... Uh, have a taste of the uh, spooky paste. <laughs> is it known that that is the initiation? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a community thing, right? Like, this is this is the okay. most powerful faction starting to kind of like say, "Hey, this is how we are," you know, setting ourselves apart. More contempt. Is it obvious once you have imbibed it? Do you change in a visible way, or is it possible to lie? I think it turns your irises pink. Mm. Oh, paste must flow. The spookiest <laughs> colour. Oh, is that, is that, did I accidentally make a Dune reference? I'm, I'm really sorry. I Maybe. Oh, right, okay. I've never read Dune nor care about it, so um, that wasn't a Dune reference for anyone who's like, uh? <laughs> that was a Children of the Corn reference, and that's all it was. <laughs> and then uh, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to discover something new. So I get to induce, introduce a new situation and draw it onto the map. I think that the stones in the forest have moved. (gasps) Love it. I love it. Nobody has any idea why or how. Do any of them block the path now? Uh, No, I was... Yeah, I I think I'm going to limit it to something that doesn't, like, muck up a project. But yeah, they've just moved and it's like... It's big spooky. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Very big. Can we say that one is visible from the path now? It doesn't block it, yes, but it okay, is very yes. obvious. That is how you can notice. <gasps> oh, no, mm. that's much better. Um, there have, like, stones have appeared lining the path. Oh. oh. Yeah. Mm. So there's just, like, five or six it. of these things scattered, which actually is better, because that means I can I can now reflect it on the map, because I was like, I'm not deleting the move around the stones, but now I can just add some. Okay, like maybe they're just really it. friendly stones. Uh, and they just yeah. move according to different <laughs> rules than we do, and they're just like, hey, in a kind of puppyish way, but still Hello. spooky from our point of view. Yes. Cool. While you're drawing that, should I begin my turn? Yes, you... please do draw a card. FYI, the control panel is fixed. Mm. Oh, My project is finished. Jack of hearts, you see a good omen, what is it? Or you see a bad omen, what is it? I am going to say that while it is storming, someone in the village sees a spooky long figure around the back of the, let's say, tent in which the bone from the moor is being examined. They are not necessarily believed by everyone. They claim to have seen, through the torrential rain, a long figure looming over the tent. Wow. Spooks! Very spooks. In a slight move away from that, since my irrigation project is done, I'm going to say that I'm going to plant some potatoes and some gen- just general crops. I'm going to plant some crops. Potatoes obviously being one of the most calorie-dense ways to make food out of a, a small plot of land will dominate. But don't worry, there's some chilli peppers, tomatoes, uh, maybe some squash plants too. So oh, the, the bad news with that yeah. lid yeah. is that the uh, lacing the irrigation channels with mystical paste project is also finished. Yeah, yeah. Well, so uh, but maybe the results of that will not be knowable until the crops have grown. Do you think? Yeah, I think that seems. Or likely. maybe they grow with strange pink undertones in their veins of their leaves. Mm. I think it takes about six weeks for a crop to grow, just because crops take time. Well, is this is this project growing the crops or is it planting the crops? And are they oh, like uh, to do all the sowing and planting? Okay. Is that actually going to be its own project? Um, Lid, based on your face, yep. now it's growing it. Fair enough. It's yeah. growing it. It's growing them. It's growing them. Like, enough, it doesn't yeah. take that long to put seeds in. I'm bored. I want to see some crops. Give me them. Right. Give me them crops. <laughs> uh, but in a in a nod to the fact that I have perhaps squished together some things, it's going to be a whole six week thing to see them grow. Yeah, it feels like a that does feel like a six week thing. That's fair. If that's not realistic, well, maybe the mystical pace sped it up. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Or maybe they're radishes, which are edible within about two weeks. So they're some kind of potato radish hybrid. Nice, nice. Love it. Explain why they're pink. Yes, true. Anyway, yes, that's me done. Uh, just some spooks and some seeds. See, I was just going to make it clear that, like, the control panel is now fixed. 
Nobody has pressed any buttons. I want to leave that as fodder for a card if anyone gets nice. one that that might be fun for. Cool. Because wow. basically I think all the, all the people who've been doing it are now arguing about what to do with it. Like now we fix it. <laughs> oh, what do we do with it? Well, and then there, yeah. <laughs> In which case, Maddie, I think you're going to draw the two of hearts. <laughs> all righty. Let's see. All right, I have the two of hearts and the prompts are there's a large body of water on the map. Where is it? What does it look like? Or there's a giant man-made structure on the map. Where is it? Oh. Why is it abandoned? Ooh. Ooh. Hmm, I kind of like the second one and I think that as the um, monoliths slowly appear along the path eventually there's suddenly like a massive arch that just appears right at the end and sort of leading from the forest to the moorland so yeah and it looks abandoned it looks old it's got moss growing all over it's got cracked stones it's kind of falling apart at the edges but it's just suddenly there for no reason i love it okay do you want to take an action as well then maddie yes i would like to start a project of sheep breeding Aww. See if we can get some lambs. That's a good idea. So how long <laughs> would you think it would take to get those sheep to be um, procreating? These are hyper lambs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but f- five weeks? Yeah. Cool. Shepherds, okay. please don't write in. Yes. Yeah. We know this is unrealistic. This is, these are post-apocalyptic paste sheep. Yep. They eat the the paste of plots and they produce. (laughs) I will also note that the excavating on the moors has now come to an end. Oh, in time for Helen's turn. We'll have a look. We'll we'll see. We'll see about my turn after the break. Dun, dun, dun. Hello, folks. Helen here to talk to you about a new show on the RQ Network, The Milkman of St. Gaff's which is a bi-weekly horror fiction podcast that combines odd humour and impending doom. And I know how much our fans like that. Howie Coxwell, a new milkman on the island of St. Gaff's, is the lovably naive narrator. He lied about his past in order to get the job, and to get away from the war on the mainland, but he's swiftly realising that he's going to be doing much more than delivering milk, because the milkmen on this island are also gathering intelligence on the strange things that lurk under the ground. To follow Howie's journey, search for the Milkman of St. Gaffs, that's G-A-F-F-S, wherever you get your podcasts. Happy listening. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. And welcome back. And we are now in summer and it's my go. So I shall draw a card. I have got the six of diamonds. And the six of diamonds says, outsiders arrive in the area. Why are they a threat? How are they vulnerable? Or outsiders arrive in the area. How many, how are they greeted? 
Hmm. I think I'm going to go with outsiders arrive in the area. How many? How are they greeted? I think it's going to be the weird, elongated grey people. What? Have decided to appear. Shocking. There's only, let's say, three of them. And they are greeted with fear by some. I think some people immediately run away and hide. And curiosity by others. Fair. And those are the questions that I have to answer. And my action will be to start a project, figure out a way to communicate with the tall grave people. Cool. So are they just sort of like hanging about spookily and everyone's like, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think absolutely that is what they're doing. I think they've appeared one day and they're not they're not being threatening, they're just kind of lurking. Sure, sure. <laughs> just some arrival linguistic stuff there. <laughs> yes. Sure, some people are absolutely freaking out, being like, it's the end of days. Oh no, the bad <laughs> omens are here. <laughs> um, I'm gonna set that at six weeks because it takes a long time to figure out things like that. I don't know, have you seen uh, the film Arrival? Takes I like have. five days, isn't it, or something? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how many. Mon- I can't remember how many montages there are in that film. Yeah, <laughs> I think there are several. And time is very loosey goosey in it as well. <laughs> <laughs> Bryn, it's your go next. I have drawn the Eight of Diamonds. Oh. Someone tries to take control of the community by force. Do they succeed? Why do they do this? Or a headstrong community member decides to put one of their ideas in motion, start a foolish project. I feel like I already did the, the start a foolish project. <laughs> so I might go with the other one. So I think there's a very conservative element within the, the, like, the militia that still survives from the previous conflict who have been against all the experimentation. They don't like the use of the paste. They didn't want to, they just wanted to rebury the bone and they didn't want to use it. And so they're, they're basically everything new and unknown is bad. And they try and take control of the community by force to stop this experimentation with the strange outsiders. They want to fight them and they want, and they want to stop using the paste, but they do not succeed because they're firstly they're too small a section it's not like everyone who had any experience in the militia was part of this faction it was a subset but also because they're opposed by the mystic faction the mystic faction are able to basically stop them with some magical abilities like they're not stupid enough to be just like round everyone else up and start executing people they try they bring weapons into the you know the central room and they're like right look we need to stop this but it turns out they didn't have as much support as they thought they did and crucially they didn't have the support of the mystics uh, who are currently in control and so they lose the face off essentially so they don't take control of the community by force okay are you going to give us any more detail of the magic powers and are you confirming that the magic powers are real or was there some kind of possible psychological kind of you know stepping up hard stare makes the other person feel queasy like what's the degree of certainty or is that something that we will discover later I guess no I think I think it would be useful to establish I think that the mystics have never displayed overt magical powers they claim to be able to read omens and affect things like the weather when it comes to it what it looks like is one of the senior elderly mystics basically just steps face to face with one of the the militia members and orders that militia member to drop their weapons Mm. and the militia member sort of does it but in a quite robotic manner so that's that when i say um yeah it's a magical thing they they basically they seem to have some sort of control but that could Mm -hmm. be psychological Mm. rather than actually fully magical. Mm. That's that's how the that's how the conf- that conflict plays out. Right. Do you want to take an action as well? Yeah, I guess. Uh just discover something new like have to be adding something to the map or could it be providing more detail on stuff that's already there? It says introduce a new situation. It might be a problem or an opportunity. You do have to draw it on the map. 
you can use this action to introduce new issues and dilemmas. I guess you can augment a existing yeah, feature. Yeah, I'm going to say that to discover something new, the control panel's been repaired. Someone uses it. Mm. And what they discover is they can, if they drive the drill further down, it increases the amount of paste that is excreted at the edge of the hole. (laughs) And pop pop the goo, Bryn. (laughs) Gooey a (laughs) man. I'll just add some little uh, bits Add a spigot. A spigot to to the paste. All right, then. It is me, Uh, yes? It is you. I have drawn the Ace of Summer. Ace of Diamonds. A contingent within the community demand to be heard. Who are they? What are they asking for? Or a contingent within the community have acted on their frustrations. What have they damaged? And why did they damage it? Is it permanent? So I am going to build off kind of both of Bryn's actions here. And I think the the remnants of the conservative militia group are like, okay, well, trying to take over the community didn't work. We don't have the support. So we need to you know, make just, we just need to take action to kind of force this issue. Like, you know, if they can't muck around with something, if it's gone. So what one of them does is sneaks into the control panel and just, they don't really know how to use it, but just like drive, like mash everything and drive it all, just basically trying to sabotage it in a way, um, which plunges the drill down. And I think what they have damaged is the hole itself and the land surrounding it. So there is a massive earthquake, um, what sounds like a distant explosion as the drill, something happens to the drill, but it's so far down, who knows? And (laughs) the area around, or the ground around the hole kind of cracks and tears and the pace starts kind of like bubbling up from beneath the ground in quite a terrifying kind of way and almost creates a sort of like paste swamp around the <laughs> around the hole. Mm. So we've now got a, a swampy hole. And <laughs> what? It's, you know, I'm just using It's the a word really for it. serious spooky thing, Helen. Take it seriously. Yeah. <laughs> Is anyone spooky. else disappointed that at no point we've managed to pump this hole? No. We did for a short while. I mean this hole is this hole is pretty thoroughly pumped right now. I mean it's more uh, drilled, isn't it though? Okay, I'm gonna suggest a consequence of that move is that food is now a scarce resource. Because if we remember earlier, we were storing some of our food in the hole. Oh, wow. Now we have projects in the works that will help us produce more food. But at least for the time being, food is a scarce resource. Oh dear. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. That is beautiful, Ben. Thank you for 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 listeners at home, or, or wherever you are, frankly, um we've now got pink tentacles coming out of the big hole that has a <laughs> spiral in its centre and a spigot that is broken. The, the um, spiral was supposed to represent the drill. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the drill is now gone. Has the drill been destroyed or just the control panel? Oh, you said there was an explosion, but I guess we don't know for certain. Well, I this thing, I think, exactly, it's like... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, there's that is awful um, <laughs> as a choice of colour. I love it. <laughs> I'm going to take a contempt because some people are really upset about the... Uh... Well, this whole situation, I bet. Yeah, I think that's fair. <laughs> the pace swamp yeah. is quite upsetting. It is. I think I would like to start a project, which is that the, the mystics, after this quite uh, titanic bit of mischief are going to start to uh, basically try and build a perimeter around the hole. Obviously, they are, you know, in support of using this kind of thing that has been offered, but it's obvious that people cannot be trusted with it, so they're going to start to protect it, like build a wall around it, you know, make sure it's a little bit more controlled who gets in and out, because the problem was somebody just rocked up and caused a really big problem. I'm going to say four weeks. Sounds right. Yeah, that feels... Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to. I'll I'll draw it in when it's finished, just in case stuff happens. Cool. <laughs> cool. 
Okay. I have drawn the four of diamonds. Ooh, the eldest among you dies. What caused the death? Or the eldest among you is very sick. Caring for them and searching for a cure requires the help of the entire community. Do not reduce project dice this week. I think that the eldest among you dies. And I think that they were not able to access, well, there, there wasn't enough food uh, because Aww. of because all the food fell into the swamp and they needed specific food because they needed soft food. Or, and so the things that were available uh, were hard for them to eat. The, the food scarcity, I would say, is becoming acute. Mm-hmm. So that gives a shape to the day. And I think that I'm going to hold a discussion, which is going to be about the food situation, because I think that mm-hmm. it would be useful to dive into this. One quick question, Lid. Mm-hmm. Do you know who it is? Is the eldest? Like, obviously, they're symbolically like they're very beloved. But were they influential? Were they sure? I would say that they they weren't specifically influential. They were a veteran of the wars and held in great esteem. But they were already quite tired and quite frail. They didn't have an Ill- a specific illness that we knew of. But they spent quite a lot of the day kind of sleeping and passing on useful information. They were cared for very well, but they were definitely already frail and they did not do well with the enforced shift to, I will say, people are living on mostly foraged roots from Mm. the forest and the heath. It is still three weeks until the plants that we have planted uh, will be harvestable, which will, I would say, at that point, solve this acute food scarcity. But at least in the village, it is believed by just about everyone that this person that could have lived quite a bit longer and was genuinely loved could have lived longer if there hadn't been an enforced switch to tough, stringy roots, which we are all digging up, and everyone is just about getting enough calories to survive, but the very young and the very old are not having a great time of it. Sure, sure. So what is the discussion? The discussion is what we do in the next three weeks, like, what do we do about the food shortage? Where can we get more food? And we'll say we should slaughter the sheep. I will add on to that and say we're one week away from lambing, so once we have new lambs, we can slaughter the older sheep. We should ask our neighbours for help. We've got more pace than we had before. We know that the forest dwellers like it. We should trade some with them, and we should see if trading it to the tall strangers is also possible. Mm-hmm. We should... Forage for berries and such in the forest. Cool. Quick process question. Uh, Mystic paste is one of our resources, right? I, I feel like mm. it's become abundant. Like oh, yes. By oh, the drawings yes, on the map. Point. It feels yeah. pretty How abundant right forgot? now. There's a lot, There's a lot, of, lot of it on the map. Yeah. 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 If the forest dwellers like it, we could trade it for lots of things, maybe. Yeah, I, I would say that what, what has been established is that what tends to happen is we put things in the circle and then get gifts in return we we don't directly trade as such mm. it is a it mm. is a that that's how we described it before yeah. yeah the idea of just putting loads of paste doesn't mean that we would then get a predictable supply of food unless mm. we change the terms on yep. which we we engage which is a, sure. a whole thing but, cool. Uh, anyway, that is... Uh, yeah. No decisions can be made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's... <laughs> that was a really much... interesting discussion. Definitely some options there. There's, there's, <laughs> we, we, have, we have an urgent situation which may resolve itself or it may steer what happens in the next couple of turns. I don't know. Maddie is up to you. Oh. Yeah. Well, Maddie, please draw a card. I have the three of diamonds. Um, oh, this is lovely. First one is summer is a time for production and tending to the earth. Start a project related to food production. <laughs> or um, summer is a time for conquest and the gathering of might. Start a project related to military readiness and conquest. 
I think I'm going to piggyback on Helen's suggestion and start sending out small sort of gatherer parties into the forest looking for berries and fruits of various kinds, see if there's kind of orchard-type mm. trees that we can mushrooms, use. Mushrooms, oh, mushrooms, mushrooms. yeah. <laughs> I, like For some weird reason, every single RPG I play in somehow has to have mushrooms in it. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, this is very much a good chance for mushrooms. <laughs> Thank you for the suggestion. Um, and we also now have lambs. So I think that yeah. is um, the project that I have. So how, how, what? How many weeks do you think would the gathering project be? Not that long. One. I, I feel like that's a one-week project. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Especially because we're trying to fulfil a, like a desperate need. So people are going to be like, "Let's do this." Yeah, mm, and yeah. the the crops are going to be ready pretty soon, and we know mm-hmm. that, right? So it's just like it's to tide us over for that extra week, in a sense. Um, cool. Also, yeah. I am marking contempt because uh, the faction I'm kind of representing is much more about like doing weird stuff and just like, oh, you're going to go for berries? Yeah, great. That's really short-termist. You know, that's really, <laughs> that's really attitude, I think. It's like, I... we are starving in the short-term mystic-y mystic-mus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, dinner is a short-term issue. <laughs> and I've just drawn a little love heart between the sheep to show that they have procreated. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Does that mean sheep are no longer a scarce resource have they become less scarce or are they still in the category of scarce we might be slaughtering the the older mm. ones immediately. yeah i would say they're still scarce <laughs> what's your action maddie i think that i'm going to discover something new Ooh. and so while people are gathering berries in the forest they come across an ancient tablet covered mm. in covered in strange writing that cannot yet be interpreted but may shed some light on some of the strange things that, that, that have been happening in the oh. in the area how exciting especially because my project to talk to the grey giant people will be ending soon as well so I wonder if we can make a link between those things mm. yeah because maybe maybe it's the same language and they can help us interpret it maybe on that note it's my go I have got Five of diamonds. A project finishes early, what led to its early completion, or the weather is nice and people can feel the potential all around them, start a new project. I'm going to say that the talking to the giant giants project finishes nice. a week early Makes because sense. of the tablet that we Yay. found. Yeah. Like, I think that the, the people who are the linguistics people present the tablet and the giants are like, ah, yes. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and there is a series of them pointing to a thing and then indicating a, a word or sign on the tablet so that they have a rudimentary understanding of um, of what's going on. Cool. So we can talk to the giants now. Yay. Yay. And uh, for my action, I think I will hold a discussion... And the question is, shall we invite the giants to live with us permanently? Uh, we should beg them for food. They can live here if they bring food. Absolutely. Um, this, the land has lots of strange wonders. We need to be active in our use of it instead of hiding away from it. They want our stuff. They only started coming when they realised we had access to the paste. I don't trust them. They're massive and scary. I hate them. (laughs) (laughs) Straightforward. Yeah, fair. (laughs) We need allies. This is a dangerous time and our situation is precarious. So uh, making friends is better than making enemies. Ooh, I I like the fact that we've kind of now almost split into two groups on the subject of... Grey giants. Awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, My turn? Yes, it's your turn, Bryn. We also have berries now. (laughs) Hooray! Yay! Oh, does that mean we want to bump our food up, given that that was the purpose of, of the foraging? Yeah. Mm. I think maybe it goes from desperate to scarcity, and in one week, it will, or to non-scarcity, and then yep. in one week, we have our main crops, which is the six-week project, and so it will be in abundance. Well, I think that's ticking down to completion this week. Oh, I've, I've got on one On my week. turn? Because you started it on six, right? Yeah. So if you count the turn cycle, I think it's finished now. 
Oh, okay. Maybe I didn't count a turn. Okay, oh, anyway, yeah. food. Yay! So, <laughs> well, also, Yay. apart from anything else, I've just drawn the Ten of Diamonds. You discover mm. a cache of supplies or resources, add a new abundance. Mm. So I'm going to combine some of these elements together. I'm yeah. going to say that it turns out the lacing of the paste into the irrigation channels has had a extremely positive effect on the food. Mm. So they have grown in with weird pink splotches, but... Mm. All the foods, all the different foods we've grown have grown much larger than we anticipated. So the potatoes are like the size of pumpkins and like the chilies are like the size of marrows. And so we have moved right from a scarcity of food to an abundance of food because we've grown so much more than we anticipated. They're much, every item of food is somehow, you know, three or four times the the volume that was uh, expected. Cool. So food is now super abundant again after a tough Aww. few weeks. Mm. Wait, what's your action? Discover something new is going to be my action. Mm-hmm. The discovery is going to be that, although they haven't talked about it, the uh, mysterious grey giant people absolutely hate the monoliths. Mm. Oh. Oh. They try to avoid them. They've been using the path through the forest, but they seem very uncomfortable when they do it. So it's we've just started to observe their behaviour more. They shy away from the monoliths. They don't go near them. They try their best not to look at them. Mm-hmm. What are you what are you drawing on the map? I don't know how to draw that on the map. <laughs> is there is there an effect of this that might result in something? Maybe a, a little grey person holding up a sign that's got a monolith and a cross through it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no more monoliths. Or just like a, a sad grey face. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll draw a sad grey face. Uh, yeah, so they, they they previously couldn't come through the wood at all. With the path there, they have now been able to, but it's still a bit uncomfortable. And so, you know, they, there's obviously a way round to the, to the village around the edge of the wood, but it's, um, you know, a longer journey in that sense. Okay, and me drew drawing a sad grey face. That's totally gonna. It'll be great. I trust you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, on that note of Brin's sad grey face that has now appeared on the map, we're gonna end the episode. And next episode, I guess we're gonna come to the end of the year. And we'll see what further developments we have when we get there. So, um, bye. Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast distributed by Rusty Quill and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. Today's episode was directed by Alexander J. Newell and produced by Hannah Preisinger. To subscribe, buy merchandise, or join our Patreon, visit RustyQuill.com. Rate and review us online, tweet us at the Rusty Quill, visit us on Facebook, or email us via mail at RustyQuill.com. Join our community on the Discord or via Reddit at r slash RustyQuill. Thanks for listening. everyone, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ Network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, spelled woe period begone, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun, and see you later.